Hey there, welcome to episode number eight. And today I am so excited to share somebody that I've known for a long time, Miss Jen Groover. She's been tagged by Success Magazine as a one woman brand, a creativity and innovation guru, and a leading serial entrepreneur by Entrepreneur Magazine. She has the titles of Motivational Speaker of the Year for 2019 from SpeakerCon, as well as Woman of the Year 2019 by Philly Man Magazine. She's a UN delegate to the Global Entrepreneurs Council, and she has made history at the New York Stock Exchange as a member of the first all-female group to ring the opening bell. She made Forbes' list of Fortune founders to follow and was nominated TV Personality of the Year Award in 2015. I am here to talk about her second book. And there was a little glitch in getting that second book out. But she's going to be talking to us about the more method, the simple formula to get more of everything you desire in life. Sounds pretty darn good. Now, the one thing that you're going to want to make sure that you stay until the end is that she actually talks about what do you need to do to have all of your answers to those hard questions be answered while you're sleeping. I mean, if that's not enough to keep you on listening, keeping you like connected with this podcast, I don't know what is. So let's now start talking to Jen. You're listening to The Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary Caesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. All right, we are here for episode number eight, and you all are going to be so excited to hear what we are going to be discussing today. I have Jen Groover on. I first met Jen years ago when we were on Kimberly Guilfoy's, uh, is it, was it, I think it was Fox and Strategy Room. <laughs> Yeah, strategy room. And I think we did a couple couple times together. Super impressed with you, Jen. Always have been. I've been following you. And just, I, I, I'm like, I, I have, you know, tingling. I'm like, okay, we have so much that we could cover. And to narrow it down is going to be challenging. So welcome, welcome. Love that Thank you're you. here. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited you're doing the show. I'm so happy for you too, because this is a new baby for you. It is a new baby, and you know a lot about that since you have launched so many different companies, all the way from your bag company to books to, yeah, I understand you were also a, an athlete at one point. I mean, you've kind of covered the gamut, right? It's how I control my ADD. I can't <laughs> <do> things. <laughs> so what I really am interested in sharing with everyone is you have something that has happened in your business world that is really proving to be a significant relaunch for you. Can you share a little bit about what's going on in your world? Yeah, so, um, you know, with everything happening in the world today, um, you know, we're all very clearly learning that we are in control only a few things in our lives, and a lot of things are out of our control. And so, as a serial entrepreneur, I always have recognized this, that we make plans. We can have an incredible business plan, but sometimes things get in our way that we can't anticipate. And so we have to be very, uh, very much ready to adapt, pivot, uh, adjust. Uh, but I think that this year's event, <laughs> the, the whole COVID outbreak was a very abrupt 
coming to, you know, in, in previous years, you know, in 2009, 2010, you could see something coming, right? You could anticipate change was about to happen. You could start to make plans to mitigate loss. Uh, this was very abrupt. And uh, for me, I was in the very beginning of a book launch. Uh, and for those who've never launched a book before, uh, for a good year or more, before you launch a book, you are doing a business plan. You're planning um, speeches, you're planning appearances, you're making all the event planning adjustments for that. Uh, so it's a good year of time investment as well as financial investment. Uh, and then, you know, your, your publisher has also invested in, in that success as well. So they have plans for you too. So, um, this year well, it's like it's truly launching you're, you're launching a major product into the yeah. marketplace and all of the prep work all of the preparation yeah. that comes into it like you said you start a year ahead of time with right. all these things that are calendar out to the minute details and not to even forget about you know the the time it takes to write the book right so you don't we keep evolving as people, especially as authors and content creators, that you don't want too much time between the time you created the content and the time the content is released because you're evolving so much at that point. You want it to still be relevant. Um, luckily, the content of, of this book is really even more relevant now um, than ever. But, you know, if, if I had something that was very much timely to something that needed to be out now and now it's passe as an author and a publisher, I could be in really big trouble. So um, keeping all of those things in mind, but I, in well, actually that's a really, that's really a good point because if it had been something that was superficial or even was kind of, you know, not that just, it didn't have that heart and soul to it. You would have you would have almost offended the the audience that you were trying to attract. Completely. I mean, I know we'll talk more about it later, but uh, my book is teaching people how to become the best versions of themselves to get more of everything they desire in life. And so much of it is about mastering your mindset, which is incredibly important today. But I have to pivot still a little in the sense that I can't talk about getting more of everything you desire in a materialistic way, because that's not what people are thinking about right now. And it does sound very superficial and, and disconnected with a lot of what's happening with the world today. So um, if I had a materialistic or superficial type topic, like you mentioned, or something about a behavior that was normal uh, six months ago, that's not going to be normal after this, I really could have made that whole investment in creating a book irrelevant. Uh, so there's a lot that's happening for people behind the scenes that they're not, you know, maybe realizing all these different layers. Like some might think, oh, you know, they just had to postpone their book launch. Well, somebody might have had to just disseminated it out of the water completely or the company that they were about to start is just blown up because it's irrelevant now. So uh, in, in February and March, I was doing a, beginning of March, I was doing a book tour. I was in Asia, um, ironically. Uh, I was so going to say, oh my gosh, you were in the, you were in the heart of the whole thing when it all started. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting. I'm glad I had that experience. A lot of people were mm -hmm. like, are you crazy? I can't believe you're going to Asia right now. And I was going to seven different countries on 16 different planes. Um, and I'm re really glad the experience happened. Um, but when I came back, Basically, everything just came to a screeching halt, and my book was officially about to launch on Amazon, and um, my publisher called, and she said, I have no idea what to even tell you right now, but Amazon stopped receiving all new products and books that aren't essential, and they haven't given us a timeline of when it will even launch uh, or when it will get into the warehouse, and all the other uh, distributors there's book distributors, this company Ingram, that shut down. And Ingram buys the books from the publisher and then distributes them to, you know, Barnes and Nobles of the world and the airport bookstores. And she's like, I don't even know what to tell you right now. Like, I mean, this is, this is the most unexpected. You know how you always try to plan for the things yes. that could happen? 
<laughs> I mean, who would have even thought of something like this being a possibility? I mean, it's so out there. It's like just a, it's, it's a movie, a science, you know, science fiction movie that we could never have even written. Well, right, exactly. And, and what's funny is I, I was the eternal optimist. I was like, oh no, you know, this is great news to my publisher before I knew the Amazon Ingram thing. I'm like, this is great. Everyone's going to be reading more books. She's like, but I can't get the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the real, the real question is, is, is it audible? You know, is it on audible? Can we, can we hear you talk it, talk it through? Right. <sighs> and, and so that's, that was a question I had. And who knew this? Um, you know, as a new book, you don't want to ever publish ebook or Audible at first because it affects mm. your numbers. So if you ever want a best-selling list, uh, that ruins that game completely. Oh. And also another component was all the media I had set up, right? So I've been paying a publisher specifically for this project for months now, getting all the media set up. And then all of a sudden, the media doesn't want to talk about anything but COVID, right? So uh, all that media got pushed aside for now. So, you know, I, I, I want everyone to realize I'm telling you the landscape of what happened, but I'm, I, I'm not saying it in a complaining way. I'm actually laughing about it because that's all you can do to maintain sanity or you cry, right? So, well, and that's a fair point because everybody, everybody that I know in some way, shape or form has COVID-19 has impacted them. Yeah. You know, it, everything, every one of us has been impacted. Some, you know, horribly, some a little bit less, but we all are feeling it. And so when we were discussing the, the Silver Lined relaunch, you said, you know, yeah, this is what's happening. And you're actually going through the relaunch right now, right? It's not done yet. No. So for you, can you, which is so relevant right now, given the more method, given that M, the beginning of the word stands for mindset. Mm -hmm. How are you able to shift your mindset when money has gone out, you're trying to figure out how to recoup, the book is now out there, but you haven't been able to truly get it out there. Right. Uh, so, so I also might want to mention that I had over 65 speaking engagements canceled. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a professional speaker, that was a good 70, 75% of my predictive revenue for the year. So uh, that also came to a screeching halt. Um, and so um, I share that because it's important to, to add on to what I'm about to say. You know, the, re, the mindset, the whole book, The More Method is about mindset. And it's about how you view the world affects what happens to you. And, and the, the underlying premise is become more, be more, to achieve more. The more we are able to be our best version selves, to stay in a place of being centered and strategic uh, versus freaking out and fear-based will define what happens a year from now when I'm looking back at this moment. So... While there's a part of my instincts that wants to freak out, I know from all of the things that I teach and, and have studied year after year for over 20 some years, is that when crisis transpires, the number one thing that we need to do is stay in control of our thoughts and in control of our emotions. Because we can't control what's happening outside of us, but we can control how we choose to view it. And so... The first thing my brain does Again, is, but that's hard sometimes to, you know, to say that and do it yes. is, is challenging. So, you know, I, I feel for you and it's like, ugh, how do you, how do you actually get yourself psyched into going down that path? Yeah. So you're right, Hillary. It's a muscle. It truly is a muscle oh. that I have worked on for years uh, and, and, and that I teach other people to work on for years. And now is the best time. If you're never going to start training your brain, this is the time to start training your brain. Uh, so, so the first place that I go, that's the first place that everyone can go is, how can I see this differently? How can I see this in a better way? How can I see this as an opportunity instead of an obstacle? How can I focus on what's good about this versus what's bad about this? So these are the litany of questions I begin to, to ask myself 
to start to calm myself down and move to a place from fear to strategy, move from a place of feeling stuck to creative and strategic. And so when you ask that, those questions, uh, you know, how can I see this differently? Then I move to how do, how do I see an opportunity in this? Okay, well, I can do things virtually. Thank God we are already set up in a virtual world. Thank God I'm already ad personally adapted to the virtual world because of, of the landscape of business. Good news is a lot of companies would never let me do virtual training with them. They'd always want me there. So I now could do more virtual training. That's a positive to focus on. Hey, that's a big silver lining because you're not having to travel and you can get twice as much done. So that's, that's absolutely great for you, except that those bigger stages aren't actually able to do that, right? Not yet. Not for a while, right? Mm -hmm. So how else do I adapt you know another thing i started doing is things like this more uh organic media more podcasts more facebook lives um because you know while big media is great and a lot of people see it as making you more credible conversion doesn't actually really happen in big media most of the time unless you know it was back in the day with oprah's favorite things conversion truly didn't happen the other other than being an O magazine uh, and, and being part of the favorite things with the Butler Bag Company, the only other huge conversion I ever had from a big media platform was um, the American Airlines magazine. So, because it's a captive audience. So the airline magazines actually are really useful, or they were back in the day. Uh, and, and so I learned, you know, and, and kind of, Put it on the back burner until now that the smaller uh, tribes, the smaller tribes, podcast listeners have tribes, the Facebook lives have tribes. They're actually a greater uh, force of higher conversion for things like this, like books. Like the one of the main statistics that all authors know or should know is your greatest conversion of media will come from podcast listeners. It is known statistic podcast listeners are readers that is outstanding to know <laughs> that's a good one i like it right so so i know the media too and knowing the media you know there's this part your ego wants to like be on the today show but there's traditionally not much conversion that comes from that but doing podcasts with niche uh, audience and, and tribal mm -hmm. audiences actually is where your real conversion is. So um, I just really needed to adapt as well. Okay, okay I'm going to spend more time uh, not necessarily traveling and going on these big stages, but going into the stages, other people's stages, your stage, your listeners, that's your stage. Mm -hmm. Where I was just doing an interview earlier today with this guy, Ken, and, and while he was on my show, he invited his stage onto my stage because he posted on his, his Facebook page. So just starting to think right. about how we get exposure differently um, and, and not getting mad about it, but getting excited about what new opportunities and friendships and exposure can come from it. And, um, and, and also one of the biggest things, Hillary, is um, every time a crisis happens, behavior changes. The landscape of society changes. And I know that because I developed a lot of different companies or products from 2009, 2010 crisis. And Airbnb and Uber all came from that crisis because behavioral changes happen and how we viewed ownership of homes changed and how we used uh, not, not leveraging our homes, our cars changed. So there's it's another interesting. It's interesting. You said that I heard a stat that said more millionaires came out of the 2008 crisis than ever before. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and I think that we'll see that now, you know, um, a thing that I mastering my mind, right. Is how do I see opportunity or looking for the gold instead of looking back at, Oh my gosh, I lost all this. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. Then I'm stuck. Right. But if I can keep thinking, where's the gold in all this? And where's the innovation in all this? It becomes exciting for me. And I've actually created two different companies in the last few weeks from this 
behavioral changes that are happening and both will be launching uh, in the next three weeks probably. So, uh, and, and I wouldn't have- That's no surprise. Knowing you, Jen, that is, not, that is not surprising. And what is surprising is that there's not more than two because I think your brain is racing around. And so, I, wait, I really do want to go back to your book. I want to go back to how people right now who are going through major relaunches, you know, we call them the mega relaunches versus the mini relaunches and the mega relaunches many times have positives and they have negatives, right? So you're telling us about a mega, a mega relaunch that had, you know, definitely some, some negatives attached to it, but now you're finding that, hey, the fact that you're not on the road, you're, you're at home, you're coming up with new ideas based on what you're seeing, you're able to now go on to podcasts and all these other things. But when you think about this book, and I know that you have, um, uh, you know, the, the, every one of the your the things that you've created always has this mindset goal towards it can you give us a few things from the book that you're like you know almost like the cliff notes like hey this is what you really should be thinking about right so so the book the more method is a culmination of my 20 plus years of teaching human potential and and my obsession of human potential is personal um, because i can't be I came from a dysfunctional childhood, uh, that there was a lot of abuse. And um, I was constantly striving of how to get out of that pain. I couldn't articulate that as my younger me, but this constant search of success was really trying to fill this hole uh, that exists when trauma exists. And so um, as I went to college and I learned psychology, and as I became a fitness competitor and I learned nutrition and physiology, and uh, got exposed to a lot of incredible thought leaders around mindset training, and those those mentors, well, those thought leaders became mentors to me, and those mentors exposed quantum physics to me, and neuroscience to me, and metaphysics to me, and and then I became very spiritual, and I, uh, you know, discovered Buddhism, and, and the practice of kindness, compassion, empathy, and forgiveness, they all became tools in my toolbox of my own healing, and my own journey of, of excellence, how to really be the best version of myself, so um, I'm a natural teacher in the sense that if I learn something, I get so excited and I want to tell everyone else. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel the same way. It's like, oh, just learn that. I need to share. Uh -huh. I need to tell you what I just tried. It was amazing. Everyone should try it too. Uh, and so um, in teaching human potential, um, I had so many different disciplines that I'd studied. I had so much information that sometimes it was really overwhelming of where do I begin for people? How do I begin to even t tell people all of this information? And, and even more importantly, if someone hasn't been exposed to this information before, how do I deliver it in a way that's not overwhelming? And, 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 and keynote, as a keynote speaker, you're challenged with that often. So a couple years ago, I kept asking myself, what is it that I really do as a speaker, as a trainer? What is it that I really do? What's my unique value proposition? And I realized that I teach people how to get more of everything they desire in life. And, and, and that's different for everybody. Some people want more happiness and some people want more financial freedom and some people want more thriving health or nurturing relationships. Whatever that is, that desire is, the formula is still the same. And that was like an earth shattering breakthrough for me that I was teaching a, basically a formula of how to get more, but it was unique to each listener because whatever, what the formula is remains the same and your outcome can be your own outcome. So the more method, um, well, I'm going to back up for a second. So as oh, I, by the way, this is resonating. I mean, this is, you are preach into the choir here because I am all about that. Everyone is on their own journey. Everyone can, you know, benefit from which part of this makes the most sense to them on their journey. You know, I have the relaunch effect. I, I yeah, I think you're, you're spot on in this human potential and opportunity. Mm. 
Right. And you know, it's interesting, Hillary, depending where we are uh, personally in our lives, the same exact content will resonate differently. So let's imagine I'm going through a breakup right now. The content is going to resonate to me. How do I apply these tools to fix the relationship or heal myself and repair myself from the relationship? Or maybe I'm starting a new company and I'm realizing I have lack mindset around money. How am I going to change my beliefs to become more successful? So it would resonate with me more in my financial uh, professional sector. But the content is still the same. And that was my task is asking myself what my unique value proposition was, but then also how do I deliver it in a universal way that is meant for anyone at any stage of life to get from where they are to where they want to go and make it feel like I'm speaking exactly to them. And, and as a speaker, that's one of my favorite compliments from people. Like, I felt like you were speaking to me. I feel like you wrote this speech for me. Um, and, and I went to bed that night. And this is really important uh, that I hope everybody can, can grab onto. Uh, there is a psychological process that when you're, when you're trying to break through with something, if you're trying to get clarity in something, you're trying to work something out, if you ask yourself questions before bed, right before bed, mm-hmm. you actually open up your subconscious mind when you first start to drift off and you're you know, moving in different stages, uh, getting to the place of REM, where your subconscious mind can actually answer the questions for you that you can't access during the middle of the day. Uh, and, and this is a very, very powerful strategy and process that I've used from many years that my mentors taught me back when I was in my 20s and and I'm now 47. Uh, So I did that. I asked myself what- It is so powerful. I mean, you can wake up in the morning with such clarity by doing this. And I actually do the same. And I I literally will refer to my subconscious brain as sub. Okay, sub. This is what I'm really, I'm trying to figure out right now. Yeah. I love sub. I like it. You're giving a name. Hey, Seb. Seb, you there? <laughs> I hope you're there. <laughs> you're there. You can help me out here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just a powerful strategy. You know, a lot of people just don't know they don't know, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's why I said I really want, I hope everyone grabs onto this because it has served me for about 20 years. Um, and and the, the questions that you ask yourself are the ones you ask out loud. Like, what is my unique value proposition? You know, that was one of the questions. Um, and, and how do I teach more people? How do I teach high-level thought processes that are in a simplified way? And, and those questions, I woke up. So I don't wake up in the morning. I usually wake up between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. with clarity. <laughs> That's my you are searching to try to document this clarity somewhere. Like, where, you know, how can I write this down without completely waking myself up? Right. So I text myself. That's what I was I do too. <laughs> so that's when the clarity came to me. You teach people how to get more of what they desire in life. Mm. And all of a sudden, like, and, and because you do this exercise, you get this. This is a higher consciousness. This higher consciousness of clarity just came through me. More. You teach people how to get more. More is an acronym. N is mindfulness and all that you do. O is optimization of body and brain. R is responsive versus reactive, and E is excelling in all aspects of life. And I'll go through all that again, but that is literally how quickly this framework or this formula came to my consciousness from my subconsciousness or higher consciousness that allowed me to take all these disciplines and 20 plus years of teaching human potential in a simplified framework that anyone at any stage of life uh, can apply to so their now lives. Every single person is now saying, when is it time to go to bed? And how can <laughs> I ask better questions so that I can get better answers? Yes, <laughs> yes. Please use this inquiry process to access your subconscious mind in a way that's so powerful. Uh, if anyone's interested in this, just even Google um, accessing consciousness while sleeping uh, and you'll start to realize that there's different states why meditation brings so much clarity for people because uh, meditation changes the different states of the brain you know where there's alpha there's there's beta uh, there's all different 
stages of your or stages of your brain and your consciousness. So um, utilizing that is a, a hack. It's amazing. So all of a sudden you had this more method come to you and you're like, wow, M-O-R-E. I, I, I'm onto something. And yeah. so tell us, tell us about each one of the, of the letters. Sure. So, so M is mindfulness in all that you do. So in order to get more of everything you desire in life, you must first become more mindful. Mindfulness is the foundation of all success. Mindfulness allows us to consistently audit where we are, make changes that are necessary for where we want to go. And so I literally created a mindfulness auditing system that people could utilize as a checklist because let's be honest, mindfulness for people who haven't done a ton of personal development work or not necessarily in the, in the spirituality space, mindfulness seems like this elusive thing, right? But in reality, if we can bring it to a tangible checklist, we all have access to it now. So uh, some of the things in the checklist are, every day being mindful of the thoughts you're thinking or the quality of the thoughts you're thinking or, or, or the value of the thoughts you're thinking, um, which goes into like what's happening today. If I'm thinking scarcity, fear-based thoughts, I am constricting my ability to be successful and healthy, which we all want our immune systems to be healthy as possible right now. So um, the quality of my words, uh, the what am I doing my free time? Is what I'm doing in my free time helping me become a better me during this time? Or am I wasting it just binge watching TV all day? And then when I look back three months from now, I think, man, I just wasted three months of my life not being productive or adding value. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then mindfulness of the people we surround ourselves with. So this even includes the value of your social media following. So if you are looking and scrolling through social media the way most people have been for the last few months uh, and, and on Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter, you have a lot of negative people. You have a lot of people that are causing fights with people. Uh, that is all toxic to your betterment. Uh, so you want to hide those people. Um, but auditing, you know, are these people adding value to my life or are they distracting from my ultimate values and goals? Uh, and another big thing in, in this auditing checklist is what am I doing to my body? Uh, and is, is what I'm doing to my body hurting me or helping me, which leads to the O. The O is the optimization of body and brain. So in order to get more of what we desire in life, we want to optimize what we can control. And we can control what we do to our bodies. So like we said earlier, there's a lot of things out of our control. We can control how we sleep or prioritize our sleep, how we eat. And if you're not eating healthy during these time periods and you're feeling depressed, it's gonna make you more depressed. If you're not feeling mentally clear because you're not being productive, because you're sleeping in too late and not having a routine or schedule, you're gonna feel out of sorts. You're gonna feel stuck. You're gonna feel lethargic all the time. You're gonna feel less in control. Um, and then, you know, are you staying hydrated? Are you exercising every day? Yeah, sometimes there's days that are not nice, you know, depending on where you live. Uh, and, and you can still work out inside. There's a million videos you can stream onto your TV or phone right now. Uh, I do burst workouts throughout my, all these days where, you know, in between each interview, I'll do push-ups, I'll run up and down my stairs, I do walking lunges, I'll do squats. So even if I don't have an hour to block out, I don't have an excuse. I have five minutes here, five minutes there. And that's even more productive often because it gets your blood flow, oxygen flow, uh, boosts your adrenaline. Well, and I also find that I have a lot of clients that sit here and say, well, gosh, I'm working, you know, 15 hour a day because I can't get out of my house. And, but they're not being any more productive. In right. fact, they're being less productive. Their work isn't as good. They're not in that, in that mental state. They're, you know, working, but they're not leveraging their time. Right. They're utilizing, you know, they're, they're just wasting their energy. So I think optimizing body and brain, I love, I don't think people really listen enough to what water can do. 
And I know water in relation to your brain, mm -hmm. how much of your brain, 75% is, is water, yet you know it, it needs it. So when you don't drink the water, you're literally starving your brain of yeah. something that it needs to be productive during the day. So I, I think those are great points. Yeah, and what you just touched on, Hillary, is a, a question or a statement I make often is, when you don't optimize your body and brain, you're working harder than smarter. So by simply not drinking water and being dehydrated, you are now making your body and brain work harder to produce a good outcome. Or uh, the same with food. You know, I when I when I do the lectures, I, I when I'm doing workshops and trainings, I really get into this food element because what any anytime something hits your tongue, even if it's just a little sugar a chemical reaction happens to your body. It, it could be an entire Hershey bar or it could be a Hershey kiss. It doesn't matter. The chemical reaction is what's mattering and it's hurting you instead of helping you. And, and, and now it's making you work harder than smarter. So uh, I think that's happening a lot for people too because they're not seeing the beginning and ends to timeframes. And, and a, a strategy to help for that, by the way, is, is doing more block timing um, like blocking your days, like time blocks. Um, I love time blocking because it gives you a deadline. So you work faster towards something instead of feeling like you have forever to accomplish it, right? Um, and so, you know, really optimizing our bodies and brains. Oh, one big thing I want to talk about, you talked about your brain and, and water. Same for oxygen. So sitting is the new smoking. When we continuously sit, Mm. We are creating toxicity in our guts beyond what our food can do to us, but simply not getting enough oxygen from just sitting and slouching over, um, which is why getting up and moving throughout each web call or phone call is so important. That absolutely makes sense because you also get into that sedentary lifestyle where you're like, oh, and then you know, we're going into the fridge and, you know, at least in our family, we immediately start talking about dinner the second we wake up, you know, what we're going to have. So I think, yes, you got it. You got to absolutely keep moving. Keep getting up, standing up. If you can get a stand up small work desk, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm all for the stand up work desk. Uh, so, so the next in, in the more method is the R and the R is the living a more responsive versus reactive life. So this is where the, the emotional intelligence training really comes in teaching people how to uh, really control their emotional state by controlling their mental state and, and, and how we view things affects how we feel, how we, perceive things affects how I feel. So I really talk here about belief systems. I talk about perception. Uh, the only thing that we really have control of uh, happening outside of us is how we view it, right? So we can't control what's happening outside of us. We can only control how we view it. So are your Absolutely. perceptions hurting you or helping you? It keeps going back to the same question. Is the meaning that you're giving things hurting you or helping you? So nothing has meaning until you give it meaning. What meaning are you giving things? Are you giving disempowering meanings to things? Or are you giving empowering meanings to things? Mm -hmm. And so uh, when, we, when we start to see that we are in control of how we view things, there's a huge self-responsibility that shifts for people where it takes away the ability to keep making excuses of why you're a victim. And, and then also by being more responsive versus reactive, we also not just improve the relationship with ourselves and, and the world around us, but we also improve the relationships with every person we encounter. So, so uh, not important. A, so important, right? Every, we're all happy until we encounter other people's stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And their energy starts to rub off on us. And next thing you know, we're, you know, we're, they're having a bad day. So we're having a bad day. Right. Or, you know, one of the big things I talk about a lot is all of a sudden everyone's offended. Everyone's offended by everything. We're in control of what we want to be offended by or not. Totally. So it's not really the other person's fault. It's our fault 
for making it about us, right? So the responsive versus reactive really talks about this. It helps uh, people have better relationships with themselves, the world, and, and everyone they encounter. And there's a quick little process in this, just like the auditing of the, the mindfulness and the optimization, um, is when you're training your brain to be more responsive, there's a process. It's called pause. So when we're triggered by something, we pause. Whether, you know, take a deep breath, whether it's a short pause or a long pause, it doesn't matter. Then we reflect. When we reflect, we ask questions. Is this really real? Why am I bothered by this? And then we move to the next step, which is reframe. How do I reframe this so that it doesn't bother me? How do I reframe this so I stay in control of my emotions? How do I reframe this so I don't make this about me, but I make this about coming to a solution? And then the last part of that process is re-engaging. So pause, reflect, reframe, then re-engage. So by the time we re-engage, uh, using this up, we should be re-engaging as the best version of ourselves. That's the ultimate goal. Mm, that's so great. Absolutely. And I do want to mention for those that are driving or running or doing whatever you're doing, we are going to have these in the show notes over in the treasure chest. So don't be worried about, oh my God, that was so good. I wish I wrote that down. Well, we, we got you. We got you covered. That's great. Yeah, because these are things I would love people to just put post-it notes around. Their Absolutely. Home. And I love, I'm all about simple steps. I'm all about just like, the reminders that we should be doing it. Okay, but we do have to keep going. So the last one is the E. Right, and also for those of you who are interested in the book, in the book I have visuals that people can literally screenshot and have those visuals on their phone. And that was in purpose as well. Um, I'm a very visual person, so I empathize with those who are as well. So lastly is E which is excelling in all aspects of your life. Uh, this component I talk about, in order to get more of everything we desire in life, we are seeking fulfillment, we're, se we're seeking happiness, so we must approach success in a holistic way. Success isn't just about your professional achievements, it's about the health of your relationships, it's about the health of your body, and it's about your own personal evolution. And if we can recognize all four of those quadrants, our professional achievement, our personal evolution, our health and well-being, and our health of our relationships, we create a more holistic success so that we undeniably can get more of everything we desire in life. Oh, and that's what we all are going for, right? That's, yeah. that's the ticket. And so when you talk about your book, The More Method, it's a simple formula to get more out of everything you desire in life. You've just given us, and I know there's tons more in the book, but you've just given us the highlights of things that we can start working on right away. Right away, even when you can't go outside. But you can be yeah. doing this to really get yourself ready and primed so that when we can, it's, it's just you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna start to just see getting more out of everything you do in your life. So super awesome. Human potential is unlimited. And that is the greatest part of what you're saying. So, okay. So we have talked a little bit about the relaunch effect. And I just want to ask you from your perspective, and I know that there are so many similarities and crossovers in terms of the seven steps I talk about in terms of your MORE method and the, the details behind that. But for you in this relaunch that you're going through right now with the change up of you know, your business, what would you say is the most impactful one of the seven, the seven steps? Well, I think- uh, And I think we were talking about the one that we had actually, you, know, you said about like the realigning, you know, making sure that where you're going is realigning yourself to where you've been. Yeah, and how that all takes place and how you do that. Is that still after, you know, what you're thinking, what you're doing now? Because I know that when we first discussed this, it was a while ago. Are you, are you past that now? Are you now, I, I really think that you're now into rebranding and you're yeah. about to reveal what you're, you know, this is the new you. This is the yeah. new way that you're going to get your company out there, even with your two new companies that you're going to be launching. 
Yeah, so um, I definitely would say I'm more into the next stage of rebranding, relaunching, but I think the realigning process is something I, I feel passionate about talking about because it, it goes back to asking this question. And it's the first question I ask in the more method is, what is it that you really want more of? And the realignment that, mm. that is being forced upon many people right now is really re-asking the questions that are the most important questions of what is most important to you right now? And, and does that affect how you reshape your future? Uh, and, and so when I ask this in the beginning of every training, what is it that you want more of? And I have people write it down and a lot of people say more time with family, I don't know if everyone's going to say that anymore. <laughs> more financial. You know, there's all these different, more time to travel, all these things that people want more of. But then I ask them their goals and the, what they want more of and their goals often don't align. And, and so I think what's so important about this time is we are being really, truly forced to realign with is what we thought we were working towards our goals in alignment with what really matters to us right now, what we, what we really value. Because if not, you're going to need to retool uh, what those goals are uh, so that you're you need alignment to me is where our heart and soul and head are all working uh, congruently together. And, and a lot of times our heart and soul changes, but our heads like, no, we still need to go do that. And then we get to that goal and we're like, Oh, here I am. And I'm so not fulfilled because we ignored mm. what really mattered in it. So, uh, the realignment for me was, um, forcing me to reevaluate, uh, you know, how I'm living my life, what if this happens again, um, and is what I'm doing sustainable? Uh, and, 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 you know, one of the biggest things, and I think a lot of people will say this, I learned in this process that I, I'm enjoying more downtime and not being so busy and social. And I love being social, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm going to definitely say yes less uh, to a lot of social things that was filling Absolutely. my <laughs> It is so true. Even us extroverts are trying to sit here and say, oh my God, there's something really great and really positive about this as well. Yes. So that realignment yeah, is- Yeah, really I agree. Asking yourself what really matters and were you being mm. true to yourself or maybe your new okay. self is revealing something different than your old self. Uh, and that's where the realignment. No, I love that. That is, that is absolutely so true. Well, I want to make sure that we get in the seven rapid fire questions. So are you, are you ready for these, Jen? I'm ready. I love it. I love rapid fire questions. Okay. Zoom calls, Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? Oh, waist up for sure. I have yoga pants on pretty much every day. <laughs> How often do you wash your hair? Uh, every three days usually, depending on my workout schedule. Whisper sweet nothings or talk dirty to me? Talk dirty, for sure. <laughs> I love this beauty product. Uh, my Max Snob lip gloss. Backyard barbecue or a schwanky cocktail party? Backdoor barbecue. Go-to poolside drink. Uh, I know people are going to laugh. <laughs> I really love those white claws. Wine <laughs> 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 flavor specifically, but that's my like go-to summer type drink. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> How long should you wait before you sleep with someone? Uh, depends on the amount of time that you spend with quality time that you spend with them prior to, but I used to have a, a, my mom programmed me with this in high school, this like three month rule. Um, but it was really about the time, amount of time. So if you're seeing someone once a week, then it's definitely going into that two to three months. But if you're seeing somebody three times a week and it's quality time together uh, leading up to that, then it might be a little bit different. So I think ultimately it comes to the point where you, you actually have a foundation of something and trust in that foundation. And then another, because I'm going to do a bonus one. 
midlife magic means what to you? Um, saying no to things that I don't want to do and not caring what others think about it. That's awesome. Well, listen, Jen, so fun to have you on today and what insightful comments you gave us. We talk about transitions leading into transformations and your book, I am positive it's going to end up being, you know, this gigantic success when people can actually get it in their hands. Well, they can get it now. They actually I, can get it now. It I, I, just, I notice it is on Amazon, so you can actually go get it. Yep, right? Yes, you can. So we just haven't done the full big launch yet. We're kind of like softly launching into the world. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're doing it in reverse. So everyone needs to go out and get the book now and read it and be able to highlight some of the things that we discussed today. And so again, we wish you all the best. We are so excited to hear more about your two upcoming new projects you're working on. So definitely keep me posted on those. And we will be in contact soon enough. So thank you again so much. Thank and you. I really, I, I'm, I'm excited for you and all the possibilities. Likewise, thank you. And thank you for everyone listening. Take care. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.